G7 leaders are starting their summit in Hiroshima with promises of new sanctions against Russia over its war in Ukraine. Leaders, including President Biden, met with the Japanese Prime Minister Fumio Kishida at the city's peace park. The new sanctions are expected to target individuals and entities across Europe, the Middle East and Asia. Britain and the EU have indicated that they want to restrict the trade in Russian diamonds. Within the past hour, it's been confirmed that President Zelensky will attend the summit. Our political editor, Chris Mason, reports from Hiroshima. A tranquil, if rather damp, setting for our interview with the Prime Minister. A traditional Japanese tea house, carp in the pond outside. World leaders have gathered here to discuss the global economy, an increasingly muscular China, and the war in Ukraine. We've taken the lead on announcing new sanctions on Russia. I'm hopeful and confident that our partner countries will follow as they have done when we've done this previously. That will make the sanctions more effective, ensure that Russia pays a price for its illegal activity. And again, this is something we can be proud of in the UK because we've taken a leadership role when it comes to supporting Ukraine. But Rishi Sunak was less sure of his answers on a big issue back home. David Cameron and Theresa May both promised to get net migration below 100,000. They failed. The most recent Conservative manifesto talked about it falling, falling from a level that at the time was around about a quarter of a million. The latest figures were half a million. The new figures next week expected to be higher still. Are you comfortable with that? So I want to bring the levels of legal migration down. I mean, to crystal, what? crystal clear about that. I'm, I'm not going to put a precise figure on it, but I do want to bring them down. And it's at the not same, crystal clear, though, if you can't be precise. Well, we, 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 don't, we don't know what the numbers are going to be next week or when the numbers are coming out. So I think it's right that we take stock of those. But what I want people to know is I am committed to bringing those numbers down. But I also know that the country's number one priority when it comes to migration is illegal migration. That's why one of my five priorities is to stop the boats. Uh, we're passing new laws in Parliament to help us do that. That sure, are novel, that are ambitious. Well, but I, hang on, but I think it's important because I spend a lot of my time talking to people. And when it comes to migration, what I hear from everyone is the priority they have for the government is to stop the boats and to tackle illegal migration. And that's why I'm so focused on that issue. The latest migration figures will be published next Thursday. The Prime Minister also said he acknowledged many people were struggling and he wants to cut taxes, but couldn't say when. Of course I want to bring taxes down. I am a low-tax Conservative and I do want to see the tax burden fall and I particularly want to see down before the election? people's work, hard work rewarded. Now, I never comment on tax policy, never ever, and I, and I won't start now, but people should know that I do want to bring taxes down. Now, it's important right now that we tackle inflation. That is the number one economic priority. The first of my priorities is to halve inflation. And whilst we're doing that, we're supporting people with a cost of living. Here, though, the international agenda, security, trade and what to do about artificial intelligence. Chris Mason, BBC News, at the G7 Summit in Japan. Well, let's stick with Chris, because he also explained whether other leaders around the world are likely to follow the PM's lead on sanctions. Here in the coming hours and the coming days, a sense from other leaders that they are keen on additional sanctions too, as far as Russia is concerned. And Ukraine, the Prime Minister, will hope to meet the, the French President and also the Indian Prime Minister over the weekend. What is striking, though, about these summits, and perhaps inevitable, is that you get this kind of delicate diplomatic dance between the different leaders who might all share to a degree an outlook or a priority, but perhaps not 
as much as the person next to them around the table. So there's a huge amount of diplomacy that goes on in the months up to these summits where diplomats in private and as Sherpas, why are they called Sherpas? They lead the way to the summit, negotiate on behalf of their prime ministers and presidents to try and work out if there is some sort of common landing ground where all of the leaders can agree, even if that does involve compromises and sometimes, frankly, a kind of lowest common denominator approach. Because on any issue, by the way, including Ukraine, it matters more to some uh, than it does to the other, to others. By the end of the summit, they'll hope to get what is known as a communique. It's a final document that they can all agree on. That often includes fairly broad and, yes, sometimes vague language to try and ensure exactly that, that they can all come together uh, and agree. And it papers over some of the disagreements or, dis or differences of emphasis uh, between the individual leaders uh, on any particular issue.